Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Calkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at redrivertoyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphian, also hosts the Jeff Calkins Show 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He is on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. And his Buffalo Sabres did not fare well in game one of the NHL season. Um, neither did my Blues, though. At least they got to a shootout. Uh, Jeff, how's it going? Yeah, that was dismal. It was absolutely dismal last night, but it enabled me to spend more time watching the Phillies beat the Braves. Yes. And, not, not that uh, terrible first, Thursday night football game. What's that? Not that terrible Thursday night football game. The Braves-Phillies definitely captured me a little bit more. Exactly. But my question for you is, and this was uh, something we asked uh, this morning on my show, there are – Jeffrey and I have decided there are different types of celebratory games. There's the Gatorade bath game. I was going to bring this up to you, by the way. There's There's the Storm the Field game. And then there's the – and I, Jeffrey distinguished between these two. I thought any field storming sort of involved trying to pull down the goalposts. But then there's the field storming and pulling down the goalpost game. Do you agree that those are separate thresholds of celebratory yes. excess? 100%. Yes. All right. So uh, if the Memphis Tigers were to win tonight uh, at the Liberty Bowl, is this, does this merit any of those levels of celebration? No. You want to know why? One, Tulane is not ranked, so that that's there. Uh, two, the last time Tulane came into Memphis and won was '98, and then I would have to say three. If you want to take yourself serious as a program, you have to beat teams like this. You have to win these type of games. So I think while the last two years have not gone according to plan for Memphis, and this is a massive game, and it shows. You know, if you win it, it shows a lot about the, you know, makeup of your team, how much they're buying in. I don't think that field storming, Gatorade bath, I don't think any of that's in order because you have a lot of season left to play. But that's the football player in me. Well, so I agree with you 100%. Field storming and pulling down the goalposts, you're just ridiculous. Like, it's yeah. two lanes in the end. Like, that, come on, man. Like, well, you against, actually... number, against Ole Miss in 2015, okay, go ahead. Right. Yeah. No. And there are certain whatever. This is not that. 
I guess the, what I would stop at is, is it Gatorade uh, shower? And the reason is, is that um, given everything that Ryan has been through and the heat that's been on Ryan, or the grumbling at least around Ryan, and the fact that this, as you point out, massive game would represent a re- at least a return to the top of the conference. Um, I think it would merit I think it would merit I – w- I would not, if I saw at the end of the game that they gave him a Gatorade shower, I would not at all think that was inappropriate. And and I also don't think it means you're saying we've, you know the, – the, We've accomplished we've, what we've, we want to accomplish. Yeah, we're right. done. I don't th- – I think you can have I – don't, I don't think a Gatorade bath has to be reserved for the, you know, very last game winning the conference championship or something like that. But you tell me. Have you been involved? I'm sure you have in uh, in Gatorade yes. Bath, Gatorade Shower. Games. Miami Beach Bowl, things like that. I think it should be reserved for end of the year, end massive year. game, championship type game, bowl game. That's my opinion. Now, so I would not. I don't Memphis think I. I don't think Tennessee? I'd have some big issue if there was a Gatorade Bath after a win against Tulane. I don't think I'd have a massive issue, but. I am just uh, predisposed to believe that it should be for championship bowl game, whatever it is. So when Memphis beat would beat Tennessee here at the Liberty Bowl, it wasn't a bowl game, wasn't anything else. It was beating Tennessee. That's a Gatorade bath game. Yep. So I, I, I beg to differ. The, um, the, the other question I have is this, that how does it like unfold on the sideline? The, can three people decide, okay, we're going to do this, four yep. people? Usually the O-lineman and the D-lineman get together to go make that happen. <laughs> That's who it is. Yes. Yeah. You get one side, I'll get the other side. Yes. That's usually what it is. O line and D line. Discussion as to whether it's going to happen. Is there? Has have you ever been in a situation where you're like, hey, should we do? Nah, it's not big enough. Like, forget it. We're not going to do this. No. Um, If you if you're thinking about it, it happens. I'll tell you that right now. If you think about it, if there's even a thought, it happens. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't. I think he'd deserve it tonight. I think he'd earn it tonight. Plus health. 25 of the 100 of the people who were there, I had courtesy of Ryan Silverfield. So um, that'll be good, too. I, I, it's very clearly, the fact that we're even talking about this suggests that it's uh, as big as it is. Jason Smith came on my show today and said that they didn't have to win, that they, they have to show that they can. And I, with that, I beg to differ. I think, oh, again, have to, whatever. No one's going to, you know, we're not going to fire people if they lose tonight. But I think. It's not a. This is not. Again, you're not playing Alabama here or something. You're not. You're playing Tulane. The job is to beat. Right. And I don't think, uh, you know, losing thirty-one thirty, is an accomplishment. No. I think that's losing to Tulane at home. It. it, it I don't think losing thirty-one thirty gets people just absolutely peeved. It's it, no, no, kind of gives. It's, not an accomplishment. it's different it's than not the Mizzou like game. It's different than the Mizzou game. Since it's a conference game, and they could ultimately, you know, be in the driver's seat to be in the AAC championship if they win, um, but it's kind of like the Mizzou game in the fact that, like, I'm not going to do any moral victories if they keep it close. I'm not like there's not there's nothing about it that that would suggest to me that just keeping it close is enough. Win the damn game, right? That I'm that's where we're at. Win the damn game. You're trying to change something here, yes. and you don't change something by coming close to Tulane. I know Tulane has been on a great run and all of that, but in the end, it's still just Tulane. And, and know what's and, funny, too? People say great run by Tulane. It's been one year. I mean, respectfully right. no, to no, them, they were really it's bad been one year. Years ago. Yeah, they were bad two years ago.
um, huge, great, great turnaround last year, uh, turnaround year for Tulane. So, uh, but Memphis, is, even when Memphis was bad, they would occasionally struggle with Tulane. Not here, obviously, but in, in New Orleans. What was your record against Tulane? Uh, undefeated. 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 Yeah, never undefeated. lost. Never lost. Well, there you go. Anyway, it'll be fun, and uh, I'm heading out there. Yep. Um, I, one thing I do think's a little bit worthy of praise because we've we've talked about it in the past. Like Mike Norvell was so good at selling the program, and he was always out there on the front line trying to make things happen. Nice with the press. I think Ryan this week, I have been impressed with his outreach and his sort of talk about the game. He's on campus giving out Papa Johns and giving out tickets, bought, bought 2500 He He realizes the moment. It feels like he's doing a better job of trying to, and I want to give him praise, I, I think he's doing a better job of trying to sell the program, sell the product, um, and it does help that they're 4-1 and just beat Boise State. Yeah, and, and I mean, it starts with the fact that he bought 2500 tickets, and mm-hmm. um, so that's good too, but yes, 100%. And not only that, it feels like the university is doing a, you know, everything they can. Laird Veach is popping up everywhere. I've heard him on yep. multiple shows. On with um, us yesterday. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I don't – I think the university ha- understands that they can't just, you know, open the gates and assume people will walk in. And that goes for both football and basketball. I mean, right now you see with the basketball – you know, they, they, they just did a – I think this week they had announced a three-game packs or something, and then mm-hmm. they have the deal where you could buy a season ticket and you sit in different, you know, different places in the arena depending on uh, this or that. They are, they are understanding that they have to be aggressive and creative in order to get the word out. I think it's a professional outfit over there now. Yep. You know, I think it's a professional outfit that does things um, – uh, you know, tries to be as creative as possible, and um, there's no question. And I, I, I expect. Obviously, there's a big. Um, you know, MUS is playing Christian Brothers tonight. There's that football game is a big one, high school football game. But it's actually a light college. It's just a light high school football slate, and so I kind of expect. You know, I think. I think that to me, the bar is thirty-five thousand, and yep. that's a nice bar anyway. And I think that I think they'll. I think they'll exceed it. Now, this would be the point where I uh, try to pull teeth and get you to give a prediction, but you already did that yesterday. You said 27-17 Memphis, spur of the moment yeah, yesterday, I so I, I love it. If you, you you haven't walked back. You can't walk it back now, no, right? No, I won't walk back. I, I do wonder whether that's a little low scoring, uh, I guess, would be my only – my only question is, is it a little low scoring? But, um, you know, Memphis's, Memphis's defense is, has, has been, you know, pretty damn good. And um, sure, I'm going 27-17. Memphis I, wins tonight, and more than 35,000 in the building. With the defense, it's strange because I don't think they've been overly great. I thought against Boise State, they gave up too many yards. Certainly against Mizzou, they gave up too many yards. It, it really comes down to because they've been really good on third down, which has been a big problem area. The I mean, since forever, um, since this this run of Memphis Tiger football. So they've done better on third down. But I, honestly, if you're talking about a key for that defense, and I just limit big plays because that's been their problem. It, it hadn't been, it hadn't been sort of just getting walked down. It has been I give up a 40 yard bomb and then they get set up for a for a scoring drive. They just need to limit those and still get off the field on third down. I think they'll be fine. But I I, I still am not discouraged by this defense in any way, shape, or form. No. Uh, I mean, we saw that against Navy. Navy gashed them with big plays. We saw it against Missouri. 
Missouri gashed them with big plays, right? Like that has absolutely been their weakness. Um, Tulane has not been great in the red zone. And so, you know, I don't know. Like I, I think – I think if you can limit Tulane to field goals, obviously turnovers, whatever, that's great. That that it's unpredictable; they'll either happen or not. But I think a lot of this is going to be: can you limit them? Um, you know, you, you give up some yards. Can you limit them to field goals rather than touchdowns? Yep. And um, and I have some hope that they'll be able to do that. Yep. And I think also offensively, it's just uh, that that front for Tulane is scary. Let's be honest; they're, they're really good, really yeah. good at stopping the run, and they get after the quarterback. So it's it's just going to be a night for the O line to continue to build because I think that you know there has been a a solid build up to that Boise State game. The O line looks substantially better, but again, you're you're taking a massive step up in competition. Yeah, and if it is true that Tulane has been vulnerable through the air, I think it's yet to be proven whether Memphis has the sort of playmakers. Uh, to take advantage of that, better against Boise, obviously after they fell fell behind. Um, but can Memphis capitalize? You know they don't have they don't have Mizzou's playmakers, that's for sure. But can they can they take advantage of what has been the weakness in Tulane's defense, which is the back end? Um, I also uh, I, I'm I'm happy Colorado's playing after because maybe the the University of Memphis can uh, brag about TV ratings. I feel like guys will tune in a little bit early to go. Check out you, you what's going to happen with Colorado. Maybe. You would think maybe. Um, yeah, it is interesting. One of the things that I saw um, recently was a piece. College football TV readings generally are way up. Up up something like whatever. Uh, they're way up at 12%, I think, this year and over the last five years. Cause that's 20, 28% Colorado. over the last five years, what I saw. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And, and, and so you can say, well, this year is just Dion, right? It's the Dion phenomenon or driving some of that. But the truth of the matter is over the last five years, up 25, 28%, that's obviously not all Dion. Um, it is kind of interesting. The NFL is only up over that same period of time. Now, it was already rolling, but the NFL is only up 5%. So is that what, what, what accounts? For the bump in college football, you could say gambling, but NFL is gambling too. Yeah, but it's it's it, gamble on the NFL it, too. So why is why is the NFL up five percent over five years and college football up twenty eight percent? You you already mentioned this. Like it, it, it's a, it's the law of big numbers though too. Like if you're pulling in twenty four million per game for the NFL and like there's only so much you can rise if another five million join in, up. right? Right. So that, that I think that's sort of what we're looking at there. But no, I, I think college football, like watchability, people love college football. There's no doubt about it. Football runs our society. It's like that, that's that's what I can chalk it up to. And this year, twelve percent I think is a lot of Dion, though. That's a lot of Dion. Yes, but it is interesting. Like even this weekend, you've got, I mean, the Washington Oregon game. That's a product of, um, you know, two teams with transfer quarterbacks. I yep. mean, I, I, I know a lot of people predicted that the transfer portal and NIL and everything else would be the end and having players who are paid would be the end. No one is going to watch them and whatever else. Well, that game is as good as it is because you've got, you know, two transfer quarterbacks who are leading the charge. Uh, we got USC against Notre Dame, two transfer quarterbacks yep. who are leading the charge. The truth of the matter is, uh, you know, Memphis is... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The aberration here with Seth um, hanging in there for three years. It's really been kind of remarkable. And tonight could be a tonight could be a big night for him. With with Oregon Washington, is that the fight for the the Pac twelve you know uh, driver's seat? Because I USC, I I love Caleb Williams. I think they have a great offense, but damn, defensively they're so bad. And they and they they brought in a bunch of talent. They can't do anything with it because Alex Grinch. It's just Lincoln Riley continues to stick by him. I feel like whoever wins that Oregon Washington game is who I would pick to be the favorite to win the Pac twelve. Even though USC came in as the favorite. I think that is clearly the perception that yep. that Oregon and Washington this is the this is the two two most complete teams, um, and of the two, Oregon is the more complete team. But if you're going to say what you know who's the what's the most lethal of it's Washington's offense has been just tremendous. So um, I'm intrigued by that one. I'll still watch. Like Caleb Williams is so much fun to watch that I will be. I'm and I'll be interested in. Uh, you know, in, in USC Notre Dame um, as well. And it's a, it's kind of a light NFL slate, honestly. Like, what's the best NFL game this weekend? Oh, we could have the take Olympics with uh, the Cowboys versus Chargers. That's what I'm looking yeah, at. That's, that's, that's not, the okay, one. That's not, even, that's not even this weekend. That's Monday. That's Monday. Good point. That's Monday. So the best game this weekend, I think the best game this weekend is, and this is not a great game, but it's Bucks lions Find me a better game than Bucks Lions. Um, There's not. There's not. Yes, Ravens, right. Ravens Titans overseas doesn't do it for me. Yeah, that's in London. It feels like half the games now. And then like Forty ers and Browns would have been decent if Deshaun Watson yeah, but wasn't Deshaun's hurt. Not playing, so that's not that's not any good. No. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's, but a, that... it's a kind of a weak slate. It's a good college slate. It's a decent college slate. It is a weak. Uh, it's a weak NFL slate. But Monday Night Football is going. Do you agree with me? That is going to be take Olympic, hot take Olympics when it comes yeah, to Justin cool. Herbert, Dak Prescott, Cowboys. That's going to be insane. Well, what's funny about that game is like the coaches are polarizing, the quarterbacks are polarizing. Like every they, they, all those teams are they're they're just sort of yes, a hundred percent. And and Dallas because it's the Cowboys, but also because of. Uh, you know, like all of it, Dak and Jerry and the, and the whole deal. And then the Chargers have been perennially disappointing. And so, yes, um, it, it, it'll be a, there'll be a spotlight on that one for all sorts of entertaining reasons. Um, also, you, speaking of the Cowboys, I, I did do a, a blind resume earlier in the show, and it had to do with Sean okay. Payton versus Mike McCarthy. And I just find it interesting. Uh, when you look at Sean Payton over his career, 153 and 93, 9 and 8 in the playoffs with a Super Bowl, um, and I think ultimately, you know, he, he's getting viewed differently based on what's going on with the Broncos, but he's been viewed as sort of legendary. Uh, I think he gets helped by the fact that the Saints' success starts and ends with him. But when you compare that to Mike McCarthy, 158-99, and 11-10 in the playoffs with the same Super Bowl. Like, I, I, I think we're seeing a lot about, about Sean Payton in this Broncos tenure. Drew Brees clearly lifted him up. And I don't know if I'm if I'm there on Sean Payton, legendary coach. I think he is a good coach, but I, I maybe we've overrated him in the past. Do you do you get the same sense? I think we'll find out um, pretty clearly. I mean, there's no question that both Sean Payton and Belichick were great with one quarterback, right? 
And when they didn't have that quarterback, how have they been? And so it's been sort of a humbling season, a season of comeuppance for both of them. Now, it's Sean Payton's first year there. It's a complete disaster in Denver. And now they're sort of disgorging players and yeah. whatnot. And I think that's pretty clearly going to be a teardown and a rebuild. But, yes, he had a reputation as, you know, really it's, it's been Belichick, it's been Andy Reid, and it's been like who have been the geniuses of the last 15 years, right? It's been Belichick, Andy Reid, um, Sean Payton, um, I think Pete Carroll. Yeah, it gets maybe looped, yeah. It, it should be lumped in there, although because of the you know the goal line call, like I think yeah. people knock Pete Carroll, and because he sort of seems you know as I seem collegey, boyish, exuberant, whatever it is, even now that he's in his seventies, I think. Um, I think people take him less seriously, but I think he belongs in that conversation. And the truth of the matter is, I think it's been a good year for Pete Carroll. Uh, you see what, see, if, if only because you see in the end that what he did with Russell Wilson was, you know, was a lot of Pete Carroll, not necessarily all Russell Wilson. And it hasn't been a good year for Bill Belichick or for Sean Payton in terms of burnishing their reputations. Mm-hmm. Now, Major League Baseball, Braves get knocked out last night. Again, talking with Jeff Calkins on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Braves get knocked out three to one last night. Three to one series is over. I, I first of all, I want your want your thoughts on the Orlando Arcia Bryce Harper thing. All these Braves fans saying that the locker room is sacred, and we had some uh, media members go in and and leak the somewhat leak. I shouldn't even call it a leak because Orlando Arcia knew what was around him, um, but he basically said, "Nice job, Harper." After Bryce Harper got doubled up to end the in game two um he said at a boy at a boy harper that's what it is is this the is this single-handedly like one of the most ridiculous ridiculous. situations where we've had a media member get gone like they're just going after these poor folks for it is ridiculous reporting Um, the 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 players know when they're when the media is in the clubhouse and they know when the media isn't in the clubhouse and a hundred percent. You what you see there. Now you're not supposed to. I mean, there are there are rules when you go right. to the clubhouse. Like you're not supposed to um, report on the contents of someone's locker, for example, or whatever. Like there are there are limits. But things that are said in the clubhouse when the media is in the clubhouse are fair game. And so, um, absolutely, it's ridiculous. He said something and made was made to look ridiculous because. It was Bryce Harper who then like stared him down and and you know made Hit him two look bombs. Small. Yeah, it was absolutely tremendous. It was tremendous theater. I understand why uh, you'd be looking for someone else to blame other than yourself. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is this is the Braves, you know, falling on their faces and looking for someone to to, to point the fingers at. It's ridiculous. And uh, and I and and also made for a great great scene. Um, I mean, there's a still shot of Bryce Harper rounding second and staring him down. That yep. is just beautiful, perfect. And um, uh, it was just—I mean, it was great. It was great theater, and uh, and it's going to take the Braves. You know, the Braves because of the re- the compelling regular season they had. Um, you know, they're not going to get over this until next postseason. Yeah, they, they, they can't make they can't make up for this flop until next postseason that's that's what i said going into the playoffs though it's like a double-edged sword you're so damn good you're unbelievable and you have the best offense in the mlb if you don't get to a world series and win it it just feels like a fail 
It really does. And the fact they couldn't even get out of the NLDS is, is brutal. Now, the other thing we talked about yesterday is teams that had their layoff or, you know, you know, had the layoff. The only team that made it through was the Astros. So three of the four top seeds are outright this second. And I also saw this stat, which is just strange. Five, the five best – it just goes to show how crazy the MLB playoffs are. The five best teams in, regular, in the regular season, as far as win total were concerned, they're all out. It's the first time that's ever happened that none of them reached the LCS. They were a combined 1-13 in in playoff baseball. So, like, there's been a lot of sort of conjecture and talk about MLB playoffs not finding the actual best team in, in, in Major League Baseball. But, like, is there anything to fix that? Like, I, I, this is always how the, the playoffs have gone. Yeah, I, I think I've come around to your way of thinking. Yesterday I was – the fact that the math is so compelling, that these teams right. that have sat out um, – and, and it's not just this year. It's over the last now three years, last two years before it, it We've seen that the teams have not – have had a hard time advancing after they're – after they've had the layoff, ostensibly better teams. Right. Um, so, but in the end, you know what? I think I'm, I think I'm with you. When, when you look at the NCAA tournament and a two knocks off a 15, I mean, a 15 knocks off a two, we don't say what's wrong with the NCAA right. tournament. We say, this is awesome. Right? Yes. This is great. Good for them. Uh, and we laugh at the, t- at the two seed. And, um, and I think that's the same thing with the NFL. If a wildcard team, like, we, we celebrate them. So I think the and, and the commissioner basically said, we don't see anything. Um, you know, we're, we're, we don't, we're not moved to try to fix this, at least at this point, um, the way you fix it. I don't know. Like I, you could make it a best of seven, but I think that would be the answer. Now. Yeah. And, and therefore over, but, you know, the longer a series goes, the more chance that the ostensibly better team will emerge victorious at the end of that series. So if that's your goal, um, you could play seven games. But, you know, the Dodgers got swept, so I don't know that seven games would have helped. But um, but that's – I mean, that would be the answer, would be to go ahead and expand it. I thought, for example, changing the wild card um, – from I thought one game was unfair and cheap and gimmicky. It just felt wrong, yeah. right? And I think now wild card two out of three I think feels fine. And um, and I guess if you want to, if this keeps happening, um, I suppose the idea of going to seven games, you know, might make some sense ultimately. Mm-hmm. Now Grizzlies preseason they lose to the Hawks one hundred three one hundred two, but Gigi Jackson he is he's a fun player. He's a fun player. Now we're talking about an eighteen year old who should probably be starting his first or in the middle of his first training camp in college basketball because he reclassified but he is fun and I like the thought of what he could potentially be in a couple years with that NBA development with learning you know the defensive side of the ball 24 points last night now he put up 23 shots but I was gonna say he gets up a lot of but shots. but I, I I for a guy that big that young in a pro in a in a pro game in an NBA game where preseason or not, I, I I like the you know the potential of what he could bring down the road. No, it's intriguing. It's funny. You read the scouting report on him and uh, come on out of college, and it was um, can get his shot off, and you can roll your eyes at that. Like, okay, he can hoist shots, but it's it's more than that. It's 
it's honestly a skill to be able to get shots off, to be particularly, you know, against NBA defenders. And he very clearly is athletically gifted. It was interesting to me, though, in the in the NBA GM survey um, that they did over at NBA.com, they always survey NBA general managers. And if you look at the survey of who was a steal, the question was who was a steal where they were taken in the draft in this past in this past draft. I did not see Gigi's name in there. Right. Amani Bates was among the yep. others receiving votes. And Amani was – are you – do you believe that Amani – again, I may, we may have asked this question during Summer League. Whose future earnings would you be more interested in, Amani's or Gigi's? I think Amani's still. Amani really does have a good three-point ball. He is a, he's a skilled offensive player while he's not as athletic as we originally thought. But I, I like – I like the thought of what Amani Bates can be, especially with that Cavs team. He can shoot the ball. He can. He just yeah. can. Now, he's he's uh, got to lock in, figure out how to finish at the rim a little better, gain some weight, but he's still young. And it, we can, we can you know, relitigate what happened here at Memphis, but I, I think that yeah. now that he's in the pros, uh, it's a different mindset, and he's just got to break through. Like, I, I, I talked about him sort of breaking through and – not coming from that necessarily. I, I don't want to say privilege, but like you, you get, you're a number one recruit. You're given a lot, just like Gigi Jackson as well. But you have to, as a second round pick, completely change your way of thinking. And it looks early like Amani has done that. Like he's not coming from a privileged position. He's got to earn everything he gets with the Cavs. And then uh, you know, Zaire was he as good last night? I don't know, but he hit his first three. You know, yep. four for seven from good. three. I'm not, I'm not going to be mad at that. Seven. Exactly. Um, and uh, and so I think I think it's you may we you may well be on track to see Zaire as your uh, as your starter, even in game one. I got you for sure. Well, Jeff, appreciate it. I'll see you at the game here in, here in a little bit and I'll be a little okay. late, but appreciate it. Catch you again. Yes, sir. That's Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X. A Daily Memphian columnist. Follow all of his work there, dailymemphian.com, and all of his radio work right here, 92.9 FM ESPN, 9 to 11 with the Jeff Calkins Show. Now, Oxbow is a family-owned and operated retail store that's been making waves in East Memphis for over a decade. I hope that since we're about to be on Tiger Lane, you might be there right this second. I hope you've gotten the Memphis State Pouncer Collection. It is in genteel. It's beautiful. I have mine on right this second. You're going to love what you see when you get over to Oxbow, 964 June Road, off Poplar on June Road, behind the Amico Station, two-story storefront. Uh, the, the staff is friendly. They'll show you in the right direction. If you're a man out there, get over. They have the best possible garb, gear, clothing that you will like. Free Fly, Fair Harbor, Duckhead, Miz and Man. I mentioned Gentile already. If you're a fan of another team outside of the Tigers, they have Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas, you name it, they have it. But then on top of that, 964 June Road holds sports memorabilia, hunting and outdoor essentials, vintage vinyl, and they have gifts, uh, knickknacks, whatever you want, Oxbow has it. 964 June Road is where you can find them. And also you can find them online at shopoxbow.com. And when you go to shopoxbow.com, Use my promo code, The Gabe Show, all caps, no spaces, The Gabe Show, and you'll get 20% off your online order at shopoxpo.com. But shop local, shop Oxpo. Time to transition and get you some picks for the weekend. Lee Sterling will join next from Paramount Sports, and we'll get you some winners. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.